302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Welcome once again to AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. I am your host. My name is Marcus Burgos, and I'm so glad to be back in the studio with uh, with a great man of God and uh, a man that needs no introduction, but he's he's on our radio all the time, seven days a week, pretty much. And and uh, every day at two o'clock, we can hear senior pastor of River City Community Church, Pastor Sean Nazaro. And I want to welcome you, Pastor. Thank you for coming back on the air and back on the program. Marks, thanks for having me. This is an honor. And we are very, very uh, grateful for what you guys do and just love what y'all do in the city. Amen. God is good, and uh, we are happy to be here. And if you are in the area where River City is, tell me a little bit. Let's get right to the church. Mm-hmm. Where Where is River City? What are you guys doing? Uh, you guys are buying property. You've bought it. You're expanding. <laughs> when everybody else is kind of shrinking, you guys are taking over. Talk to me about that. Well, the, we this this all happened a few years ago. We are where the we are where the uh, former Verizon Wireless Amphitheater was, right, right on Lookout Road behind Rotama Park. Okay, if you're on 35, we're behind Rotama Park on Lookout, about a mile and a half inside of 1604. And that was just a very cool testimony of how God provided that property for us. I think, you know, we, we've shared that. Uh, on air, and it's just one of those things that God did uh, what only He can do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, what we've we've done, you know, we've we've been able to plant a couple other churches out of there. Our congregation has has just really made use of that property. We have a school, River City Believers Academy. Uh, we've been able to. There was a deed restriction when we bought the property from Live Nation. Deed restriction on the amphitheater use, but that's expired. So now we've opened the the real life amphitheater, which is just a very cool cool venue. Now, of course, we got it open for a few months. We had the Newsboys. We had Beth Moore booked. We had King and Country booked and COVID. So basically, the Real Life Amphitheater is now a beautiful open air, empty venue. But we're anticipating, especially since it's open air, and uh, we, we think we'll probably be able to start hosting events again before other places because people are a little more you know, You're prepared right. for open air stuff. But it's just been awesome. You know, we've... Uh, we are just very, very grateful the Lord has taken care of us, and we've, you know, doing the whole online thing like all the churches are doing, yeah. right? And we people are now starting to come back to church, and we're starting to meet together, and we've been very fortunate, haven't had a lot of cases of, you know, COVID, so uh, God's been very faithful. Now, you were meeting 
there in the amphitheater for a while. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we were able to start earlier than a lot of churches. We started meeting again. We were shut down middle of March all the way through April, right? right? Like pretty much everybody was. May, we started meeting again, but we did it in the amphitheater. And just because people were okay with that, they could social distance, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the amphitheater, we had people who would come bring their lawn chairs and be up on the hill, the amphitheater hill. So, you know, talk about, I don't want someone within six feet of me. They they could have someone not within 60 feet of them, right? And it was, uh, the amphitheater was a blessing. You know, yeah. And we really did. We just set up sound system, didn't have the lights. We didn't have the big screens out there or anything. We just did church. And it was awesome, Marcus. What a great way to worship. What a what a great idea. Just church. Yeah. Right? Let's go back to basics. <laughs> we, well, basics in an amphitheater. amphitheater. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we some of us have come from places where we did church under a tree. Yeah, where exactly. Where we did church under, in a tent. Yep. You know, so back to basics in an amphitheater is, is a great place to worship. And we sure. thank God that that place and that location is being used as a church for the glory of God. Oh, yeah. And you're planting churches as well. You tell yeah, me a little yeah. bit about that. We planted, we planted two churches, uh, River City Church in New Braunfels, Pastor Jason Powers, just a yes. wonderful friend. He came out of our congregation, and we started that as a multi-site of River City. So we did multi-site church for a couple of years, and then we planted Jason and Natalie, and they're growing, and they're doing wonderful things. And then cross, uh, uh, Compass Church over in Helotus. Uh, uh, Pastor Aaron Powers. And yes, these guys are brothers. Yeah. They're both kind of raised up within our fellowship. And uh, Aaron and his wife, Brianna, wonderful, wonderful couple. They're doing fantastic out there. And now, and those boys kind of feel like they're my sons, right? Yeah. Now my actual son, Ryan Azaro, his wife, Rachel, uh, we're planning with them in San Marcos, a church. It's going to be called Landmark Church. And we are very excited about that. That's going to be a very cool thing. Praise the Lord. That's excellent. When a church is able to expand and continue doing, continue growing, not yeah. just not just to have more people in the same building, right, right, you know, but to expand it and reach more, and that that's great. Now, during this COVID time, you have stayed productive, <laughs> you've stayed busy. <laughs> Is that what we call it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you've written a book, and I want to talk about the book. I want you to explain to me. Where did this idea, what was that seed mm. in your heart that, that made you want to write on, on the topic that you did? And, and let's, let, tell me about that. Let's introduce the dream of it. Well, the book's called A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life. Okay. Um, I, I grew up in Pentecostal and charismatic circles. And then as I got older, I, I, I've ministered in churches inside and outside of those circles. Um, I, I will tell you. I was part of a great church and Mm -hmm. I learned, you know, and this is a church that, you know, taught me to love Jesus, taught me to love people and taught me the value of God's presence in us, the Holy Spirit. There was a lot of things, though, in our kind of family of churches that I saw a lot of, you know, what I would call excesses or abuses at times. And and what really what's interesting for me. I remember attending a series of meetings at one of our churches. Uh, this is in California. And the guy got up to speak, and it was a kind of week-long kind of series. And uh, he spoke for five nights on First Corinthians 14, where Paul says, I would that you all speak in tongues. And, um, and then he proceeded to teach on how everyone should speak in tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues, you're not getting all that God has for you. And, you know, you're not filled with the spirit and, you know, questioning even to the point of almost attaching it to our salvation. Right. I felt one like that really misrepresented what the scripture teaches. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but mainly what really started to get to me by night five, I was calling on my skin because he never finished the verse. 
Uh-huh. He just never finished the verse. The verse says, I would that you speak in tongues, but rather that you prophesy. And then he explains because prophecy people can understand and be edified. And and it's just like the the, the whole point is you're, you're distorting. You're trying to make this say something exactly. that the scripture doesn't say. And it's that kind of abuse and stuff that has caused people to back away. And here's the deal. That's why I wrote the book, because I so believe that God has given his spirit into our lives and that it is a game changer. And a lot of people shy away from the subject because of abuse or imbalance mm-hmm. in certain church circles. And I think that's a horrible mistake. And I, I really believe this is what we are saved for, right? Yes. The cross is not the point of our salvation. It is the essential doorway through which we must walk. The point is God's presence in us. Sin creates this separation or barrier where we can't experience what God created us for. We need to be forgiven of sin. We need Jesus. We need to sacrifice on the cross so that we can be restored to the relationship God created us for. And the vehicle of that relationship is his Holy Spirit resident in us. And a whole lot of people don't teach on it much. They're a little nervous. They don't want to be controversial. Right. And so they shy away from this topic. And so I, I really thought I want to write on this topic. I want to, I want to write something that I wrote it in a devotional style. So it just has every day as a passage of scripture. And then I, I ask some questions or some thoughts, tell some stories just to help people understand that, man, this is core biblical Christianity. This is not, you know, just a, a charismatic thing or a Pentecostal thing. This is Christianity. The spirit filled life is what we were created for. You know, I grew up in church in the holiness movement. I could see it on you when I came y- in. Can't you? <laughs> the glow. Okay, it was. And it was a very legalistic mm atmosphere everything was wrong and uh when you're from an island and yeah. going to the beach is a sin it's difficult oh yeah you know it's difficult to to, to remain a christian because everybody else is going to the other place and right. only we are going to heaven yep. you know and and then the holy spirit is involved in there right you know and and he gets a bad rap uh and what happens is we we don't what i think happens is we don't we don't understand and we don't study and we don't seek to understand. Right. And so what it sounds like you're doing and in this devotional book, uh, helping us to understand the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I think sometimes there's all that baggage, you know, legalism. You know, that was, there was a lot of legalism around mm-hmm. the circles I grew up in. My church happened to be a pretty good church in that regard. Yeah, we had some of that, but but they I think our pastors understood and were very balanced in that. My mother was a woman of faith, spirit-filled, and she really wasn't into legalism. So right. I, I feel like I was a little sheltered. I, I, I'm grateful for yeah. my church upbringing. It wasn't perfect, but I'm grateful for it. But yeah, the, the whole idea is that, man, God's spirit dwells in us. You know, we are filled with the spirit of God, and it's a game changer. And the scripture's full of promises that that are ours because of the Holy Spirit in us. You know, we have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. That it, Stop and think about that. It, Paul writes, he says, who can understand uh, a man except the spirit in him? Well, we have the spirit of God. We have the mind of Christ. And just stop and think about that, that opportunity that we have in the middle of the day. We can, we can just begin talking to the spirit who's with us. He's not out there somewhere. He's not back in our closet with our devotional materials or our exactly. prayer closet, right? He's, he's with us. And I can sit and say, hey, Lord, for this interview, what do you want me to say? Yeah. And lead me. And he will. I can say for this difficult conversation I have to have with a coworker or a friend, Lord, please guide me. What do you want to say? When, when someone's telling me something that's really heartbreaking and they're talking to me, I can say, Lord, what do you want me to hear? 
What's your heart for this? And the spirit is right there and we can interact with them. And yet I find a lot of times we don't, we, we don't think of our faith that way. And I, I think of it like we need to release him in us. Yeah. You know, where we don't understand him. So we put him in the closet mm. and, uh, you know, just stay there. Don't say nothing. I don't want to <laughs> be weird. You know, if they sing the right song at church, maybe I'll let you out a little bit, you know, <laughs> and, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck will stand up. Oh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. and we relegate him to goosebumps. Right. You know, when he is so much more. And I remember mm. I remember the the wrestling match in the Old Testament with Jacob. Mm. And and one of the things that the angel says he, and that is said to him, he says, let me go. Mm. And I always take it like we have confined God in, in the Holy Spirit to just being this, mm. just be there when they sing the right song in my right key. And then I'll, I'll kind of shed a tear. Yeah. Uh, but what we need to do is understand a little bit more of who he is, how he operates. He's not out of control mm. and he's not crazy doing all these crazy things that we sometimes have heard some people say and speak and, mm. and experience. Mm. But he is he is in control. He is God, the Holy Spirit, and we should let him go and let him have reign in our life mm. and be that one that really is in between us and guiding us. Yeah, yeah. In the book, we talk about the power of yeah. the Spirit-filled life because a lot of people sit and go, man, in my New Testament, I see this church with power. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like my experience is the same way. Well, it's not because he's changed, right? Exactly. We have. Uh, we talk about spiritful prayer, and, and we really address the issue. What does it mean to pray in the spirit versus praying to the spirit? And we address that. Uh, we talk about worship. You know, spirit, the, the worship is a powerful thing. And Jesus said you worship in spirit and in truth. That's what Father's looking for, you know. Um, and we talk about how worship has a power to align us in the spirit, um, we talk about spiritual speech when, when, and, I, and I address things like tongues, yeah. prophecy, um, and we really unpack that. I try to unpack it in a way that is is very practical and um, without all the trappings. You yes. know, we, we the baggage sometimes gets in the way. Get rid of the baggage. Speak plain English. The scripture is very plain on this stuff. And so we talk about all that in the book because the spirit-filled life is this huge, all-encompassing thing that is very exciting. And I just find so many people read the scriptures and see what God promises and see what the experience in the book of Acts was. And then they look at their own experience and it doesn't look the same. And they're hungry for something more. And I think that something more is the spirit. Pastor Sean, how can we get a hold of this book? We're talking about this book. Is it released? When oh, is yeah, it released? Yeah, and how can it, I get a hold of it? it it's available in, in, in it, well, Amazon's the easiest way. You can right. go to reachingforreallife.org, which is my site, and get it. Uh, it's available in bookstores. Some are carrying it or some have more copies than others. So you can ask them for it. Uh, the simplest way for all of us, I mean, is Amazon, right? Yeah. You know. Um, but again, you can get it through our ministry, reachingforreallife.org, uh, or visit River City and... <laughs> You know, our bookstore, ha- yeah. our, our, our resource area happens to have them. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can, you can get them, you know, wherever. You made a reference to, in one of the devotionals earlier this week, to Acts 1-8. And that is mm. to anybody that's spirit-filled, that's, you know, Holy Spirit conscious, that's a key verse. Yep. You know, and, and I, li- I like to say that the first church was Pentecostal, but that's just <laughs> me. But uh, Of course you do. <laughs> But would you would you 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 made a, a great reference to it in the earlier uh, devotional? Would you take a moment now and just talk 
about about that, how you unpack that a little bit like, like you did earlier. Well, it's just amazing when, when you stop and think, Jesus gathers those who were his followers. And, you know, these are his critical final words. So you need to understand that. Yeah. He's, he's going, okay, I, I need you to do something. I need you to go and wait in Jerusalem, and you're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you're going to be witnesses. So this is coming. Wait for it. Don't go anywhere. I mean, and, and this is the last thing he tells him, and then he's ascended up into heaven. So it's like this is really, really important. And what I find interesting is that they are um, they're sitting and going, Lord, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom? And it's like, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> he says, he says, that's not for you to know. Right. But I, I really think so often he's trying to tell us this critical thing. I'm going to leave my spirit. All the promises that I made for you, they're going to be fulfilled in this thing. Lord, is this the time you're going to bring all things to conclusion? Is this the time you're going to restore Israel? You know, is this the time? Is this the end times, God? And, you know, we get all obsessed about these things. And I feel like we're very much like those disciples were. We're missing the point. Mm -hmm. And the point was the spirit. Yes. And I do feel like so often our biggest failure in our discipleship in following Jesus is the failure to seek and surrender to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because we think, oh, that's a Pentecostal thing. Oh, that's a charismatic thing. No, that's a, that's a Jesus thing. That's a Christian thing. You know, Paul says, and if you're not filled with the Spirit, you're not the sons of God, right? Um, the, the Spirit is God's saving work in us, his presence in us. And so I just really feel like we need to be people who seek and surrender to the infilling of the Spirit. And, you know, in the book we talk about what that means. You know, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? You know, Paul said, don't be drunk with wine, because this is debauchery, or this is excess, dissipation. It says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. I like to think of being filled with the Spirit, being under the influence. You know, yeah. when someone's drunk, where I grew up in Chicago, if, if they were intoxicated driving, they were arrested for driving under the influence. Well, that's a great picture of what Paul is saying. Don't be drunk with wine. This is destructive. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Don't be under the influence of alcohol. Be under the influence of the Spirit. And he should be leading and guiding every single day. That's where the power of the Spirit comes from. That's excellent. And I think one of the things that you're accomplishing in this book is crossing those lines of the, the charismatic or the Pentecostal as if the Holy Spirit belonged only to that group. Right. It yeah, does, it belongs to us all. No, exactly right, and and that that is one of my purposes was I wanted to write this book in a way that people who aren't from those traditionally what we call you know spirit filled uh, groups, mm -hmm. this book is for them. I hope people who are from the spirit filled groups maybe will get some language so that they can really understand better and talk to people from different circles and and kind of understand. Wait, this is a biblical thing. This is a Jesus thing. Jesus said. It's important that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. I mean, stop and think about that. As incredible as his presence was, his physical presence, he said there's something more exactly. important. Okay, I, I'm going to send my spirit because his physical presence here on earth was limited. He was in one place at one time. The Holy Spirit's not. Holy Spirit is in us. It is Jesus' spirit resident in us, and it is an absolute game changer. And too many of us kind of treat our faith like it's, well, this decision I made a few years ago, and someday I'll be in his presence, but until then, I just kind of hang on until heaven. That is absolutely ridiculous. The spirit, we're told, is the deposit of the inheritance that we're to receive, and he is with us.
Tell us again the name of the book. I want to make sure everybody goes out and gets this book. You go to Amazon, the easiest way. Amazon's the easiest way. You can get it at River City. Certain bookstores are carrying it. At Barnes and & Nobles and all, all those online, you can get it at any of the retail. But it's the, pril- like the Pilgrim's Guide. A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life. To the Spirit-Filled Life. That's that's our that's our Christmas reading. That's our New Year's reading. There it is. That that's what that's the gift you should give your pastor, perhaps if oh. you're listening. That, mm, that I'm w- having church. Just keep saying that. Go ahead. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good stuff. <laughs> and I, I I think so because let me tell you something. I mentioned before. I grew up in a holiness movement. I grew up in in Pentecostal circles, charismatic, and and we're very loud and very emotional and unashamed. Mm-hmm. You know. However, I know a lot of people that though speak in tongues, I know they don't have an understanding of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And then there's the other side where, you know, don't speak in tongues. That's, you know, you're not supposed to. And they don't understand the Holy Spirit either. So it's not, it's not so much about, about that or what church you go to or the title you give yourself. But I believe a book, especially in a devotional form, I happen to love that, mm. uh, is, is a great way to take a day, take a moment of your day, and just sit down, cool out, chill out, Mm. Read the chapter, read the verse, and then meditate on it, Mm. you know, and just take a moment to just allow the Holy Spirit to introduce himself to you. Yeah. I think that's a great way of doing devotionals. Mm. Well, that's what, that's our hope. That's what we're we're praying for. The book's called The Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life. Uh, my website is, is reachingforreallife.org, reachingforreallife.org, and uh, you can find out more there. You can get the book through there. You can find out more about what we're doing. Uh, our church, River City Community Church, is reallife.org. And this has just been a theme, you know, that the spirit-filled life is real life. It's like when you when your eyes are opened and it is for every follower of Jesus. Um, uh, you know, what's funny is some of the sections on the section where we talk about spirit-filled speech, things like tongues and prophecy, I think that'll be one that will really minister to people because uh, the feedback I've gotten is it's just it's just released some people from some of the fear or the anxiety about this because again I, I very much try to take it out of the the trappings the spiritualist trappings and just what does the scripture say yeah. and what do you think God's trying to do here and try to bring that into very practical real life applications and and uh, the effect that I've gotten feedback from people is that it's helped set them free in those areas so that that's my prayer. Pastor Sean, could I ask you to do one thing? Uh, as as we close, I'll put you on the spot. That's mm-hmm. that's a funny asking you right on the air. Uh, <laughs> but could you pray? Take a moment right now, and let's. I know we're talking about how we can be practical and spirit filled and understand the Holy Spirit, but I think that's who we are. We're we're a little complicated, mm-hmm. and we need to be able to maneuver in different areas. So could you pray? Uh, Along those lines of introducing the Holy Spirit to us. Mm, Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are omnipresent. And the the way you manifest that is your Holy Spirit. Wherever someone's listening to this right now, they're in a car, they're at home, they're out jogging. It doesn't matter, Lord. Wherever they're listening, your spirit is there. And I just pray that you would fill us with your spirit and that you would teach us the joy of fellowshipping with your spirit. We don't somehow leave you behind at the after we do our devotions in the morning. You're not sitting with our, in our, near our chair with our Bible and notebook, Lord. You are with us. And, Lord, help us not to ignore you all day. You are with us when we're at work. You can guide us through that difficult, dicey meeting, Lord. We're, you, when we're at home talking to our kids, you can, you can give us wisdom in that 
t- conversation where our kids are seeking wisdom, Lord, you are with us, and that is a game changer. And I just pray that we would open our eyes to the reality and the power of your spirit and that that would change everything. We love you, and we're so thankful for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Sean, thank you so much for coming on the air with us. And uh, you're listening to us today on AM630, The Word, and I want you to go out and find this material. Uh, a Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life. To the Spirit-Filled Life. Find this material. You could go to Amazon and just track it down. Or if you're in the Northeast, if you're in Northeast San Antonio, just take a drive. Go to church on Sunday. We're open. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to church and uh, shake off the fears and worship and check out River City Community Church and Pastor Sean Azaro. Thank you again, Pastor. So happy to see you and that you're here with us today. Thank God you, Marcus. You. My pleasure. God bless you, San Antonio. We'll be in touch and have a great day. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org.